Hi there. Welcome to this week's episode of the podcast with me, Russell Davis. One of the most common limiting thoughts and beliefs my clients have is they're not enough in one form or another. This limiting thought and belief can touch all areas of our lives, but can really highlight itself on this fertility journey. So what is it you can do to let go of this thought and to truly believe you are enough, you are worthy and you are enough, and you deserve to have a baby? Let's dive in and find out. I love my job. I'm so thankful for what I do and the journey I took to to be doing this. Left my corporate life, felt scary, but about honouring my soul. That was my kind of Project U journey, part of my Project U journey. Live a life true to my soul rather than living the life I expected I should be living. And I've been reflecting recently about what it is I love about my clients. I love my clients. I love the relationship I have with my clients. I like to think my clients love me. We, uh, I'm just so thankful of the privilege. I feel privileged to have that depth of relationship with these amazing people. How we go from complete strangers, and I talk to a lot of people, some become clients, some don't, but I can talk to these strangers and very quickly, a few minutes, 20, 30 minutes into the conversation, we go from being a stranger to them sharing some of the deepest, darkest aspects of their, their life that they've never shared with anyone. And I feel it's such a privilege to hold space for that and shine love into, into those parts of their life. And I've been looking at what it is about my clients, because there's, there's a theme across a lot of them. Of course, they're all unique. That's why I don't have any set coaching process, because we're all unique. We show up, we do the magic in that moment. But I help a lot of people on their fertility journey. I also work with other people, because people refer people, and I'm interested in all sorts of aspects of life. I used to work in corporates, I've worked with CEOs, I love sports, and I've worked with sports people. Because it's all about our relationship with ourselves and our relationship with our state of mind. And honestly, sometimes when you, if you could hear me or see me working with a client, sometimes you wouldn't even know exactly what their presenting issue is because we're going far enough upstream to really explore their relationship with themselves and their relationship with life. I think a lot of my clients had this sense of not of enoughness in one form or another. And I think it, I, I think I realise that I can really relate to that. Maybe I track that type of client because I relate to it. Maybe I see it more clearly because I relate to it because I can look back at my life and I've really noticed, and interesting, I only joined the dots recently, how much I felt like a fraud and imposter so much of my life. And I'd never acknowledged that. I knew I was a people pleaser, but it goes back from the right to the beginning. When... To be honest, my, I wasn't really wanted by my parents. Don't get me wrong, my parents loved me amazingly, unconditionally, as best they could. Of course, all f- human love is conditional. My mum was alcoholic. It wasn't perfect by any means. It was very challenging in so many ways. But I wasn't wanted initially. 
I was the third. Um, I was a surprise. She built a rocker in the garden, hopefully that, hoping that the pregnancy would pass. It didn't. <laughs> I appeared, and we had a nice rocker in the garden. And then due to her own struggles from her own childhood, yeah, we were kind of, uh, kind of emotionally and physically abandoned quite a lot. So I guess unconsciously from a very young age, I didn't feel enough. I didn't feel loved or good enough to, to be loved or to be, have, be interested in. And then I went to a selective secondary school. That's from 11 plus for those not in the UK. But I wasn't selected. In those days, I had to get a recommendation from my primary school head teacher. And I wasn't recommended. So my parents appealed because they wanted me to go there because they thought I was quite academic. And I did get a space. But I felt like one of the thickest kids in the school because I had, had to appeal to be there. I didn't feel like worthy to be there. Because time proved that wasn't true because I did very well academically but unconsciously it just reinforced the story that I have to work hard with everyone else I am a fraud I have to prove myself so I guess that's why I was like the good boy and then it happened again at university I missed my grades by one grade my preferred course and my preferred, preferred university but I don't know what happened but at the school I went to end up appealing to university I think I was ill in one of the exams. And they extended the number of course, students on the course from 70 to 75. And they said I could be one of the 75, one of the five you know, extra. Because the same thing like school, I felt like I was in the bottom of the pile. I had to prove myself. I felt like an imposter. And even my career, I could look back at pay negotiations and how I just caved in. I had external companies trying to headhunt me, offering double the salary I was on. And when they, the company I was working for gave me, offered an increase as a result of that, 20% or something, I just took it. And I took it because it felt large at the time because I hadn't fought for my worth up to then. So they gave me a quite a big uplift, but it still wasn't lifting me up to what I was actually worth. So what's this got to do with fertility? Because I see this with a lot of my fertility clients. A lot of my fertility clients don't feel enough in one form or another. And this lack of enoughness can show up in all sorts of ways. Where it is fear of people judging them in some way. Or it could be fear of not have enough money, fear of not enough time. There's like a lack mentality, a not enoughness that's within ourselves about our own worthiness, but about life as a whole. And I can definitely relate to that. I felt scared about spending money on myself. Even before we had children, it's got a double income, no kids and good jobs, plenty of savings. I felt scared about going on a holiday and enjoying ourselves. Fear of running out of money, fear of losing my job and something bad happening. This constant fear of something bad happening and not being enough to deal with it. Not believing I have the resources to deal with whatever shows up in the future. So there's no point worrying about it now. So fear of enoughness can come up in all sorts of ways. People-pleasing. Comparison. And that fear of enoughness puts tension and fear in our system. Which is not good for trying to get pregnant or maintaining a pregnancy. So what can you do about this fear of not enoughness? And let me give you an example, maybe in non-fertility kind of worlds where... I tell you a story of a, a, a coach I know. He used to be a, or well, he is mainly a, 
um, an illustrator, a very good illustrator, a very successful illustrator. He used to coach other illustrators in creating their freelance illustration business. And he really enjoyed that side of teaching and coaching. So he decided to move, maybe move into coaching. He decided he wanted to coach CEOs. He had no business experience, and that kind of CEO, kind of traditional business experience. But he decided to reach out to lots of CEOs and say, hey, do you want me to be your coach? One of them said, hey, let's have a conversation. And they met up. And the CEO started grilling about his business experience, what CEOs he'd, he'd coached, how it'd help him with his business. And, and my friend could have collapsed a little bit. He, he floundered thinking, how do I prove my worth in, this, in the world of the CEO, in, 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 their, in their world? And he didn't go anywhere because he floundered, because he felt not enough. He tried to talk himself up in, in their world rather than recognising who he really is. That, okay, he hasn't got that business experience, but that's not what this CEO needs. This CEO needs some creativity. He needs a different way of thinking. That's where he needs to create a step change in, 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 in improvement in his business. Because the same thinking is not going to help him get that step change. And a lot of businesses, business owners do need some more free thinking, some creative thinking. And he can bring that. If he'd been really honest about who he is and being authentic and claiming his worth and his value, the qualities he can bring by being him and not thinking who he needs to be, I think he would have got that gig. Another coach I know was a trainer. And he started to go freelance. Never run his own training business before. And in he got, offered, he got asked to, to, to tender for a very large contract. It felt scary to him. Being a coach and coach, coached him through it. And he went to, to meet this company. And they said, what credentials have you got to be doing a contract this size? What other training contracts have you had? This is his first one. He said, my credentials are, and he shared some of his life experience turning a failing business around, raising four kids on his own because his wife was sectioned, having been an alcoholic and been sober for so many years. And he shared some of his life experience that he thought was relevant. And that authenticity created trust. And they suddenly trusted him. So they asked him, do you believe you could deliver this contract? He said, absolutely. And he got the contract. I share these because... Often we're looking where we're not, and not looking where we are. And often we see that with others, we see not enoughness in ourselves, and we project that onto others. We often see in our partners where they're not, and not where they are. And I want you to begin to see where you are. Okay, you may not have a baby yet, but see where you are. It doesn't make you less of a human being, or less worthy, or less lovable less precious. Often we look at our external circumstances and compare that with other people's external circumstances. We're comparing their outside with our inside. Social media is great at doing that. We all know it's true that the Instagram life but it still impacts us unconsciously. And we start seeing where we're not rather than seeing where we are. I want you to know how precious and loved and lovable you are. You are enough. 
There's nothing wrong wanting to have more or have different. It's by knowing you are enough and you're creating something different or bringing more into that enoughness. It's not about creating things you think you need to be enough. I said this maybe the last week or the week before, but when's the last time we looked at a baby and thought they weren't enough, they weren't complete, they weren't precious? That's our soul. When you look at a baby, you're looking into their soul. There's nothing much on their mind. You're looking into their soul, you're connecting to their soul, not their ego, not their attitude, their soul. And in fact, when you look at a baby, it's like a mirror. You're looking from your soul. You feel this gooey, lovely feeling because you're connecting to your truth of who you are. This perfect, precious, divine soul that came into the world as a baby. But then unfortunately, quite often gets contaminated by other thoughts and beliefs from our experiences in life. But that's not who we are. You are enough. And the more we see where we are, the more we can relax into this journey more and the more we can create the things we want in our life with far more ease and well-being. Loving you.